What's up, everyone? Welcome back. Your girl is struggling. She's riding the struggle bus, and I have been in a bit of a mind cerebral vortex, or should I say downward spiral, trying to figure what the fuck I want my life to look like, how I want to define myself, what career I would like to choose moving forward. And I don't have very many answers today. I will come straight out and say it. If you are listening to this episode, hoping for some relief or solution or resolution, I don't have any. because I am working through my problems in real time as they're happening. So today's episode is all about struggling with imposter syndrome, what that feels like, and how come I've never felt it before until this very week. Also, the struggle to define yourself, put yourself in a box if you so choose, and pick a career path. Not only pick one, but stick to one. So if you've been listening to the past two episodes, you know that I've started this little side hobby slash alternate career path where I've started living offline, living outside the influencer podcast Instagram space, and I've been making crafts with my hands using crystals and flowers and stones and rocks and minerals, making wreaths and soon-to-come jewelry. I Amazon came to my house today and dropped off a very important package that will allow me to start making jewelry from home using a scientific process called electroforming. If you are unfamiliar with what that is, I, a dummy, a scientific dummy, will try and explain it to you. Electroforming is the process of growing copper in a beaker onto a substance, so onto a ring band or a necklace chain, and you grow it using electricity. (laughs) That is about as simple as I can explain it without confusing my own self. Basically, you, you buy this solution with chemicals and acid in it. I bought it pre-made, although you can make it yourself once you know the chemicals and, and the correct formula. I just went online and I typed in electroforming kit so that everything is pre-measured, pre-calculated for you. It comes in a neat and tidy box. And um, yeah, so you put your ring band or your necklace chain into a beaker. You pour this acidic solution, excuse me, into the beaker and you, you attach it to a copper wire and then you attach the copper wire to a power source. So you are literally using electricity to grow copper inside this beaker. And that's what gives jewelry an authentic copper color and texture because it really is the authentic genuine metal that package arrived today so i'm very excited starting monday um i don't like starting new things on a thursday or friday it seems very rushed and messy and and unorganized i like to start new projects 
on a Monday. Clean slate, new week, new goals, new endeavors, new projects. That will wait until Monday, but I'm very excited that it came. It wasn't cheap. The whole kit was about $150, and that was excluding the power source, including the power source, Source was closer to 300 but I was like, nah, fuck that. I'll just get a power source from Amazon for like 60 bucks. Anyway, that's jewelry. That's coming later. For the past, I don't know, two or three weeks, I've been making wreaths. You are probably most familiar with the traditional seasonal Christmas wreath. So imagine your Christmas wreath using a hundred different types of flowers, crystals hanging from the bottoms, crystals hanging in the center. That's what I've been doing. I actually started a Instagram page for all things wreaths. You can find me on Instagram at rest in wreath, which is obviously a play on words of rest in peace, rest in wreath. So there you can see exactly what I'm doing. If any of you are like confused, like what the fuck is a wreath? How are you using crystals and flowers? It'll all make sense when you see the visuals. But now that I've started doing that and I've launched this secondary Instagram page and I'm soon going to launch an Etsy shop once I make enough wreaths, maybe like 20 or 30 of them, I will start selling them on Etsy. And that is what got my brain sent down this downward spiral where I was like, fuck, how do I shift gears into becoming an artist a creator, a designer, somebody who actually sells physical goods, somebody who has a craft or a talent that they want to share with the world and they also have to market themselves and promote themselves. Do I call myself an artist? Do I call myself a designer? Do I call myself a wreath maker or a jewelry maker? Do I call myself an electroforming specialist? Like I've rewritten my Instagram bio I don't know, 10 times in the last week. Like I have no idea how to market myself as an artist or if I should even be using that term. Like, am I an artist or am I just a person who has an Etsy shop, who makes these wreaths, who will soon make jewelry, but am I an artist? Like, am I trying too hard? Am I living life as authentically as I can? It feels like I'm almost presenting a false narrative or incorrect personality. And that is quite literally the definition of imposter syndrome. It's actually, let me Google it. Let me get the proper imposter syndrome. What's What does Google define it as? Imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism, is a psychological occurrence in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Okay, so that literally hits the nail on the head of exactly what I'm thinking. I've seen influencers, content creators all over Instagram talking about how they also feel imposterous on occasion. And I never understood what that meant. I was like, what do you mean you feel an imposter syndrome? You are whatever you want to be. Like if you want to say you're an artist, then say you're an artist. If you want to say you um, are a, a at the same time, that also like doesn't work because how could the average person call themselves 
a chef if they have no idea how to cook or call themselves a doctor if they've never been to medical school or call themselves a lawyer if they've never been to law school, right? So I'm like, okay, at the same time, we can be whoever the fuck we want to be. But at the, but on the other side of the coin, it's like you can't just snap your fingers and claim to have some talent or skill that you and you have nothing to show for it, you know? So I've, I've heard about imposter syndrome from other creators for a while now, honestly, but I never got it or understood what that felt like until now, now that I've launched this side business or side passion or hobby or Etsy shop, whatever you want to call it. I don't even, I personally don't even know what to call it because here I am doubting my skills. Are my wreaths even good? Do I have a talent or am I just a fucking moron with a glue gun and Um, chains and jump rings or is this something that I'm good at is this something that people want to spend their money on is this something that people want to like keep tabs on and purchase to have in their homes like what an honor it would be if one of you or like someone on the internet bought one of my wreaths or one of my pieces of jewelry in the future and the second part of imposterism definition is the personalized fear of being exposed as a fraud that also rings true for me. I, I don't want someone to come to my page and be like, yo, you're not a fucking artist. You're not a fucking designer. You are a writer and you've been a writer your whole life and you can't just snap your fingers and poof, you're somebody else. Like, I don't want somebody from my past or my family or one of my close friends being like, since when are you doing this? Like, that's my biggest fear is somebody I know and somebody who I've known for a long time who knows my previous jobs and my career paths and what I went to school for, what I graduated college for being like, what? Like, since when are you like Miss Artista? Like, since when are you into flowers and crystals? Like, you've never done that before. Like, I've known you since college or I've known you since high school. And like, you've never once talked about creating wreaths and you've never once like even mentioned oh I'm gonna make rings using like electroforming scientific methods and I'm like you're right like all I can say is you're right I literally have never thought about electroforming prior to this month but so like who the fuck cares that I I wasn't pushed out of my mom's vagina thinking about electroforming like to like raise your hand if you have a job that directly correlates to your favorite high school class or your um college degree. I went to college for film and media. And even though I did dabble in film and media for a while, I realized firsthand that I actually fucking hated it. I was treated like shit. You have to know somebody to be successful. You have to be a schmoozer and all this. Like, who do you know? Who do you work for? And I was like, this, is, this isn't for me, you know? So just because I've never done this or because you're doing something now as a 30-year-old or 25-year-old that you didn't do as an 18-year-old in high school or college, like, do we give a fuck? Can we allow people to change and grow and try different hobbies and interests like if one like personally I would never say that to somebody if I saw one of my friends suddenly playing the trumpet or suddenly learning graphic design or suddenly taking ballet classes I would never say like yo 
you never once talked about ballet. You never once shown interest in being a graphic designer. And now you are like I would instead I would congratulate that person. I would say, oh, my God, well done in pushing yourself to learn something new. Congratulations in finding something that gives you joy and occupies your time and something that helps you stay more present in the moment, something that helps you look at your phone less and care less about your internet persona. Like, that's how I would respond. But as somebody suffering from imposter syndrome, I'm thinking, oh my God, no. Somebody's gonna see my new Rest in Wreath Instagram page and think, who does this bitch think she is? She thinks she's like Miss quirky art artist like venice beach <laughs> i live in minnesota okay like i don't want to live on fucking venice beach with like dreadlocks okay like i'm doing what brings me joy and unfortunately unfortunately there is this dark cloud above my head that is imposter syndrome and that kind of ties into the next question of how do we define ourselves should we define ourselves in the first place i think a lot of people define themselves by their jobs. And most of my friends actually list their job in their Instagram bio. And if they don't, it's clear to me based on their postings or their stories or their content, I know exactly what they're doing. I know exactly how they make their money, what their job is, maybe not their exact position, but I know that this person works in real estate because they're constantly posting house listings. I know that this person, and I'm using real examples, I'm just not saying their names out loud. I know that this person is a professional um, burlesque dancer because she's constantly posting photos and videos from in her costumes and She's on stage with Dita Von Teese. Like, yes, I have a friend who is dancing with Dita fucking Von Teese, touring Europe as a professional burlesque dancer. I know that based on her Instagram. And I know that this dude that I once slept with in Los Angeles is now working in real estate because he's constantly posting houses. And I know that another friend I went to high school with is a professional videographer and video producer and editor because he's constantly posting content from his shoots and there are videos and photos of him standing behind the camera like it's very clear to me what 90% of people do what their job is how they get paid based on what they post on Instagram me I think that is not the case you would look at my Instagram and see pictures of home-cooked recipes, books. Like, let me go to my Instagram page right now. I'm going to go right now. And I'm going to show you what my first, not my Rest and Wreath page, my actual, like, Sophie Radvan personal page. These are my first three photos. One of them is a reel showcasing the first five wreaths that I made. The second photo is a picture of the book that I finished, Anthony Bourdain's Kitchen Confidential. The third photo is a picture of myself holding s'mores, two graham crackers and a marshmallow in the middle. The fourth picture is cookie dough, followed by a Rammstein concert, followed by dried flowers, followed by um, an, a bowl of oatmeal with cantaloupe, followed by myself in a baseball hat, selfie with my friend at the beach, followed, you know what I mean? Like my Instagram shows nothing about how I make money, what my job is. And 
in Western modern society, that feels very confusing. It feels like maybe I'm unemployed or people, I don't know, people, I am afraid that people are just so confused about who I am and what my identity is. But I think that fear and anxiety stems from the fact that I don't know what box I belong in. I don't know what box to check. Am I like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But here's the thing. I realize that I don't necessarily want to be defined by my job. I'm not a podcaster. I have a podcast. I'm not an artist. I just make art. I'm somebody who has a lot of hobbies. I love fitness. I love reading. I love spending time on Goodreads, browsing through book recommendations. I love easy home-cooked recipes. My job does not define me. And I feel like that is a very new way of viewing your life, that you are not your job. You are not necessarily your talents. You are not how you make money. Instead, you have this talent, you have this job, you have this career, but that is not your entire personality. Past generations never knew the struggle. I mean, think of all the different avenues we take on a day, how many different hats we wear. We have a blog, we have a podcast, we have a YouTube channel, we have an Instagram page. We also have this little art thing on the side. We also have a passion in playing the trumpet and going to ballet and learning graphic design. Like we are millennials and Gen Zers are the guinea pigs for this new anti-job, anti-career, anti-put-me-in-a-box phenomenon. And I think it started with human sexuality and our genders. Like this whole don't put me in a box type thing really launched, at least I think, launched in the sexuality spectrum where people were saying, I'm not hetero, I'm not homo, I'm not bi, I'm not queer, I'm I'm all of the things, but I'm also nothing. Like the same way that humans live on a spectrum of sexuality. I also think it's completely normal or it should be normal to live on a spectrum of job and career and business endeavors. Sometimes you're a podcaster, sometimes you're an artist, sometimes you're a ballet dancer, and sometimes you're a graphic designer. You're all of them, but you're also none of them because you are not your job. And I was scrolling on Tumblr the other day And one of the chicks I follow has a book released and a magazine was interviewing her. And the interviewer asked, how do you avoid burnout? Do you just constantly write, write, write? And if you do burn out, like, do you get writer's block? How do you overcome that? And she said, honestly, I don't want to sound pompous or arrogant, but I never experience burnout. And it's because... I have so many avenues for creativity and self-expression. One single idea can be presented in many different ways on many different channels. One single idea could be produced as an arts and crafts project or an Instagram photo, or a TikTok video, or it could be a written article that you publish online, or it could be a podcast episode that you release on Spotify or iTunes, or it could be 
um, a painting or a poem or a dance or just this one idea could be a painting, could be a video, could be a photo, could be an article, could be a blog, could be a podcast, could be a journal entry, could be a diary entry, could be a conversation that you don't share with anyone, could be a handwritten letter that you just write to yourself. It could be um, a brain dump. It could be graffiti. Like, why do we have to present our ideas in one way for the rest of our lives? Why can't it be a podcast episode here, an online blog here, an Instagram photo there, an arts and crafts project in the corner? It can be all of the things. And that's why this chick with the book says she's never experiences burnout because burnout comes from doing the same repetitive action again and again and again and again until you become bored or you feel that your life has become monotonous or meaningless or robotic or too predictable. And when we get bored, when we get tired, when we feel like a hamster on the wheel going round and round in circles, that's when burnout presents itself. But when you have a podcast sometimes, a blog sometimes, a TikTok video sometimes, when everything becomes a sometimes, or should I say the better word than sometimes is when I feel like it. When I feel like writing an article, I will. When I feel like recording a podcast, I will. When I feel like burying my nose in crystals and flowers and wreaths, I will. When I feel like electroforming, I will. Electroforming. It sounds like I'm a Pokemon evolving to my higher self. And actually that's a great analogy for living life. I feel like we should all be little Pokemons, little Charmanders, Charmeleons, and Charizards spreading our wings and evolving to a higher self, a higher state of being, a higher human with more talents, more powers, more special moves in our pockets, more notches on our belt, and more skills to share with the world. So I, and when I was reading about this chick's burnout, I was like, holy shit, this is exactly the struggle that I've been feeling my entire life. I never get burnout because I never do the same thing to the point of exhaustion, to the point of running on empty and not being able to refill my tank with new creative ideas, new projects, new endeavors. And is that such a bad thing to live life without burnout? I mean, how many of us felt burnout prior to the pandemic and then COVID hit and all of a sudden we had all this time to stay at home, bake bread, learn new things, knit. We, I'm sure, like show of hands, how many of you picked up some strange, quirky, obscure hobby during the pandemic just to keep yourself sane and like entertained and occupied? A lot of us enjoyed the early, 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 very early stages of COVID because it meant stay home, don't go to work, don't grind, just stay home and chill and relax and COVID will sort itself out. And the case, I mean, obviously it took way longer than any of us expected and we all experienced COVID fatigue at the end. But the first two weeks of lockdown were like 
pure bliss because we finally were able to get off the hamster wheel, stop running in circles, stop being a slave to the alarm clock and the business and the hustle and the grind that is the Western world. You go to work and you better work for eight to nine hours minimum and you better get a 401k and you better never take a sick day because that is frowned upon. When we finally got off the hamster wheel, thanks to COVID, it was a sigh of relief. It was a breath of fresh air for those first two weeks. And why not live like that every day of your life? When you feel like you're getting back on the hamster wheel, why not just step off, put your computer aside, put your blog aside, and and do something else. Just like express yourself in a new medium, on a new platform, using new materials, new tools, and a new skill. I know it's easier said than done because not everyone is self-employed like I am and not everyone has the time or the freedom or the funds to just say, you know what? I don't feel like going to work today because I'll get fired. And if I get fired, I have no money and I have no money then I have no home or food. I get it. I'm just saying that if you are struggling with this identity crisis, like, and you feel like maybe you hate your job but you define yourself by your job, just know that you don't have to. You don't have to say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a receptionist or, oh, I, I work in marketing. Like that, if, if you meet a stranger at a party and that stranger was like, hi, like, nice to meet you. Tell me about yourself. You don't have to lead with your job. And I feel like that's what everyone does. They're like, hi, I'm Mark. I am a sales associate for um, a soda company. I work in sales and marketing and I promote Coca-Cola. And it's like, okay, great. But that's obviously not all there is to you. And you can present yourself based on your hobbies instead. What if you said, hi, my name is Mark. And in my spare time, I love to go golfing with my guy friends. I also love... Um, healthy recipes and I'm a, I'm a huge gym guy and I love fitness and nutrition. And you, you know what? Traveling makes me really happy. I went to Mexico this one time and I had the best taco and margarita and whatever. Like I would love it if people presented themselves based on their hobbies, passions, interests, joys, rather than hi, my name's Mark and I work as a sales associate for a soda company. Like Wah, wah. I couldn't care less how somebody makes their money. I couldn't care less how you keep a roof over your head. I'm glad that you do. Like, congrats that you're able to do that. Uh, that is something that deserves applause. But I also kind of don't care. Like, I would, I would rather know, like, what makes you happy? What makes your heart sing? What do you love to share? What do you love to create? What do you love to do? Like, what, you know? And also, like... I'm just, my personality is just someone who loves to share things that bring me joy. It's why I have a podcast so I can just chat my brain off about thoughts and feelings. I know that not everyone is like that. I mean, my husband is a perfect example of somebody who never shares. (laughs) Not that he's closed off, but he's like, why would I want the internet to know that I love like baseball, right? Like I know that I love baseball and that's good enough for me. That's one way. Me, I'm different. If I love baseball, I want to talk about baseball with the whole goddamn world. I love to share. I love to create. But how I do it depends on my mood, depends on the day. 
I used to record podcast episodes, if you remember, in the early, early days, minimum twice a week, sometimes three times a week, because I felt in order to be a podcaster, a true, authentic, real, hardcore, badass podcaster, I had to release consistent content three times a week. It's the same with Instagram. How many people do you know who like, maybe you don't know any influencers personally, but you follow them and they say like, I have to create content every single day because if I don't, my rankings will fall, the algorithm will fuck me up, I'll lose my audience, I'll lose that, and hello, burnout. That equals burnout. I love to share, I love to create. How I do it depends on the day. I used to record the podcast, like I said, three times a week. Now I've narrowed it down to one because when I was doing three, it wasn't coming from a place of, ooh, I really want to. Ooh, I'm really feeling the desire or the itch to just jump on a microphone, have word vomit, connect with my audience, get some thoughts and bullshit off my chest. It was more like, oh, I fucking have to record because I want to be consistent and I have to record to keep my audience engaged and I have to record because like a real podcaster does this many times a week. And now I'm realizing like, no, you can do it once a week when you feel like it, but you can also like do your blog and your arts and crafts and you can play your trumpet and you can dance your ballet and you can study graphic design and you can read the tarot cards and you can cook the meals and you can lift the dumbbell. You can do, you can do everything and anything you set your mind to at any fucking time. I don't want to be known for one thing. And I know that that can be confusing because if you were to ask me or somebody who knows me, like, what does Sophie do for work? Well, first of all, why are you asking such a boring, dull, lackluster question? Like, why do you care what I do for work? Wouldn't you rather know my heart? And like, my job is not my heart. My job is just money. So even, but okay, let's just pretend like somebody was like, what does Sophie do for work? My husband would be like, oh, um, you know, funny question. She has a podcast and she sells jewelry and she's like an Etsy person, but she also like blogs on the side. I have 10 jobs. If you want to, if you want to define job by what brings me money, I have 10 different avenues for that. So that's my job. Is that a satisfactory answer for most people? It's not. But you know what? I think we can retire the phenomenon that we should be trying to impress other people. The only person you should try to impress is yourself. You know, you shouldn't try to impress your mom or your parents or your older sibling or your friends or your boss. Just impress yourself. Are you impressed with yourself when you look in the mirror? Or are you someone who's like burnt out? tired, exhausted, running on empty, your life feels robotic, you can change that at any time. I don't want to attach myself to one medium every day of my life. I don't want to podcast every day. I don't want to write every day. I don't even, I don't even want to make wreaths every fucking day. Maybe right now I do because I'm like riding this high of like learning a new thing. But if you told me, Sophie, you have to, you have to make wreaths every day of your life to be successful. I would say, then I don't want to be successful. Sorry, like I don't, I, I, I don't want to have to do anything 
to rise to some sort of fabricated societal standard where we have to show up to do the same goddamn task every day of our lives until we fucking reach 80 years old when we can finally retire because the economy is shit. And millennials, we may never retire. We may have to work every day of our lives. That is sad and a scary thought. But at the same time, if you do what you love, it's not that bad. If your work involves 10 different things, it's not, it doesn't sound so tiresome. But if your work is one thing, Monday to Friday, nine to five, and you have to do that every single day until you drop dead, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that sounds good to you. I actually, I do know some people who prefer that schedule, that rigid set programming. They know exactly what they're going to do tomorrow. They know exactly what time they have to show up, what time they get to leave, what tasks they have to perform, what responsibilities are on the agenda. I know people who love that shit and no judgment or criticism or anything towards you if that's your shtick. Me, I've never been that way. I've never been, I... I want to do the same thing again and again and again for the rest of my life. Honestly, I'm going to end the episode because I feel like I'm getting a little bit rambly saying that my happiest days are the days that I fill with a minimum of 10 different activities. Wake up, work out, cook a breakfast, work on my wreaths, read a book, write an article, upload a podcast episode, take a bath, take a cute selfie, film a TikTok video. Those are my happiest days. I probably listed 10 different things versus I just want to sit down, do one thing for eight hours straight, go home and do it, do the exact same thing again tomorrow. That is just never how I've operated. And instead of trying to convince myself that I should change or adapt to what society expects of me, I'm trying. I mean, it's very hard. I, I said I had no answers and I truly don't. I'm just trying to tell myself out loud that you are perfectly normal, healthy, fine, good, great, grand, fantastic, spectacular, doing a hundred different things in a day. If that's what brings you joy and you are still able, because let's not pretend like money fucking matters. Money is important. If you are able to do all that while keeping a roof over your head, you are living your life exactly how you need to. Not how you should, not how you feel you must according to Western expectations of grind, 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 hustle, 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 bust your balls, bust your balls, bust your balls. Like, no. That's it from me, everybody. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.